Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I got my co-host, the gray, the grayest of beards, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, which every time now I have to be really careful not to say his, his name wrong so I don't get uh, scolded afterwards. How are you doing tonight, Elliot? That was perfect. That was a perfect <laughs> job, perfect announcement. And everyone knows you're joking. You don't Ever- get scolded. You, if you're going to get scolded, it's going to be on air. Not afterwards. Well, we're on air. And yeah, you said afterwards. You said so you don't get scolded. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean after. I meant after I say it wrong. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like after the show. I mean, like tell I'm me this, how like, it's tyrant a, that it's gets a, all pissed at you. <laughs> it's a Freudian slip, and I mean something else when I say your name wrong. Like I want you to die. I don't know. <laughs> you got it right. You did good. You did good. So I'm gonna have to be extra careful every night. Say it look in the mirror and say it 10 times. Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. (laughs) And if you mess it up again, I'll have you writing it on the chalkboard a hundred times. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, topic topic for tonight, we're going to be talking all about Freelance Hunt Hunt Stats website um, and our stats on that website. So we'll be doing a brief overview of those as well. Um, so stay tuned for that. But before that, let's, uh, kind of, you know, do a little bit of our pre podcast talking. So I guess one thing, um, what do you, what do you think about the podcast intro? I like it. I've always liked it. What are you thinking about, uh, updating it or something? I've thought about it, but like, I mean, also, I, I mean, I really, I'm probably biased cause it's something I created and all that, but I really love it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to once once you get like an intro or a piece of music um, for something you love, it ingrains itself in you, and it's hard to go away from it. But maybe yeah. we should do a vote on Fellowship of the Duck Guns as to whether we should come up with a new song or keep it. What do you think? Yeah, uh huh. That'd be a good idea. It's kind of it feels like uh, I mean it's probably not the same way, but like freelance like season one intro is like mm-hmm. so iconic, right? <laughs> yeah. Which uh, and it's coming back. Yeah, it was season yeah. one and season two, and then I had to pull the music off of season one for copyright. Paid five hundred bucks for to use it in season two, and I've been wanting to go back ever since. And now, I, now I have the rights to use it, so it's coming back. I'm pumped. Awesome. Yeah, I am too. I saw that. So definitely iconic. But I, I like the intro. I've always really liked the intro song um, to this. But yeah, might be interesting like- to hear something fresh as well. But. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's a, uh, it's a good one. I like it. Our buddy uh, Ben on the Falfront podcast. I mean, he's been through like five plus iterations of his <laughs> his intros. All is like you know very fluid and, and changing. But yeah, I really like the one they're using now. How it's got quotes from different podcasts and stuff of theirs. I think that he put that together really well. It sounds cool. Yep. Oh yeah. And I like I like Titus's at the MVM too. They've got a little bit of harder. Like hard rock or something that I that I think sounds good as well. Yeah. So yeah, it'd definitely be cool to see what people think. I have to go listen to Titus's. I haven't I haven't heard that one. 
um, in a couple weeks or a few weeks, probably a little bit longer than that, because um, I don't remember what it sounds like. So I have to go. It's cool. It's cool. It's not my to really my type of music, but I still felt like it just sounded really cool the way he used it. Nice. Yeah. It seems like a theme that a lot of people do is they have like a quack or something like a at the beginning, some of the waterfowl mm-hmm. podcasts. Normally a hail call. Like, <laughs> or it's like blasting competition calling. Which yeah. sounds which does sound cool when it's used, right? Yeah. On the stage, you mean? Yeah. Well, and in, in the intros and stuff. Oh yeah, I got you. I got what you're saying. Yeah. So, before the podcast, I sent you a video, but you told me that uh, your internet is so bad right now that you can't do- download anything. Don't even get me started about my. Okay, I'm gonna do a public blast. <laughs> Don't ever use broadband queue internet provider. Okay. Don't ever use it. It's the worst customer service in the world. They, they claim to be the world's best internet provider, but then just recently told me, well, you're not supposed to use it as your main internet source, which is quite odd. <laughs> so, I got into it with them. <laughs> Don't ever use that company. There. Take That's that. hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, I got the boat running. So um, that was the video. I sent it to you. Sweet. That I got it running. Uh, everything that needs to be working on it does. So um, I didn't I'm get a hoping. chance to watch your video about it. Did you not? Did you not uh, rev it up on the video? I did not. Oh come on! <laughs> you gotta, you gotta give. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take it out in the water for the next video. So it's, uh, it's okay. a three part series. The first part is showing the new purchase for the boat, which was the boat motor. Um, Surface drive, all that good stuff. And then the next one will be having it on the water, running it, doing a little bit of scouting. And then the mm-hmm. last one is um, I got a bunch of – it's like a – I mean, my boat, like honestly, like let's just be honest about it. My boat is like pretty low grade. Um, so I'm going to be like <laughs> – I don't know. Like you're putting lights on it and LED lights and spray paint. It's like trying to put a – like, um, I mean, this is a, um, a, a stretch of an analogy, but it's like putting like a bow on a pile of poop. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter, <laughs> doesn't matter what you do at the end of the day. It's, <laughs> you know, it's not the best, but I'm just like, you know, it's uh, it's my first boat and I'm going all out having fun with it. I noticed that you put some, uh, beginning blind structures on it and I don't know where yeah. I saw that. Maybe it was in the thumbnail of the video or somewhere I saw it. Yep. I don't know where you saw it, but somewhere um yeah no it's got some the the frame for the blind that's the blind i had on there last year so i'm gonna be doing some adjustments to that too but i pretty much got like a month like almost to the day um and then i'll be out on my first teal hunt with with the boat is the plan so um we got a month to get it all done it's gonna be pushing it so is that is that on the fit uh the fifth then um yeah no it'll be well that saturday yeah that saturday will be the fifth so our hunt our first hunts are the exact same day we're going to be trading back some uh back and forth some texts i bet oh yeah yeah hopefully hopefully i don't have like nothing to send to you but (laughs) well you can send me a sad face yeah or like a a sunrise picture Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, I know where I saw it. I saw that your wife put a video on Instagram of uh, Brooke, your daughter in the boat, goofing around. That's where I saw it. Yep. Now she was She's helping. So cute. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, uh, so I, was I got I got contacted that, yeah. by uh, if you remember on one of the last podcasts, I was asking if someone could take me teal hunting in Nebraska, and bam, I get an email from a. I, do you think it's okay for us to say his name? Probably. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be okay to say his name. Maybe just first name. From Ben in Nebraska, not our friend Ben, a new Ben. <laughs> and so I got an invite to go out there. It's just he hunts by himself, and he's got some upland dogs. I can't remember what kind of dog he's got, but it's like a dual upland and duck hunting dog. And so I am going to be hunting that first weekend in Nebraska. So, man, I talked to him for a while. It sounds like a super cool guy. I think we're going to try to do a little camping, and I'm going to hunt at least Saturday and Sunday with maybe I'm off Monday. I might hunt Monday. Probably not. And and he's got um, some dove hunting. We're probably going to go on a dove hunt as well. So I'm, I'm going to get it, it, probably three videos out of that, and more importantly, three hunts. Awesome. There you I'm go. excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I hope you guys, uh, you know, get some get some bird, good bird action, get some good work for Georgie, and you know, kicking the season off right. Yep, Georgie's first hunt is officially on the calendar. Awesome. Yeah, that that reminds me. So close. That reminds me too. Um, but uh, <laughs> I actually went out to we're we're doing some filming for HTR today. We went out to Tim's pond. And he has it all drained out, and he's planted millet in it, and uh, he's got corn around it. So it'll be really interesting to see how that little pond <laughs> does during season. Um, but, like, we, when we went out there to film today, there was, like, a 100 pigeons in that pond. Ooh. Yeah. And Do so I feel I've a pigeon hunt coming on? I said pigeons. Why did yeah. I say pigeons? Doves. Doves. Hunter was calling them uh-huh. pigeons all day. But uh, I meant to say doves. <laughs> so you're going to dove hunt that pond? Yes, hopefully. hopefully. Is, is that the one, is that the video that Josh just reviewed the same pond that you hunted on the opener last year? Is that the same No, one? that's that's another one that they have permission on. But this one's actually Tim's actual pond. Have you ever done a video from that pond? No, no. Okay. So they used to, they used to um, plant food in there in the past. And then they went away from it. And when they plant food, they have birds. And when they don't, they don't. So <laughs> one, one um, might ask why they went away from it. Yeah. I think it just, uh, I, I, I think that they tried planting food and thought that, I don't know. So I think they learned that they have to plant food to have hunts out there. Mm-hmm. So they'll have birds in there, just not like a big quantity. But when they plant food, it's like they can shoot limits. So, um, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now so you got a place to dove hunt. Hopefully, yeah. I have to ask Tim about it, um, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. But you don't want to assume anything. So, <laughs> did, were, did, were they coming out of the corn, or were they? Where were they? During the the pond where it where it was drained out. Honestly, they're probably eating the millet seeds that he's hoping that grow. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and who knows? Like, I mean, there's a bunch of bugs and all kinds of crap out there in the where it's drained out of. But I was so, so surprised to see so many doves. So, yeah. Yeah, they love that. They were just on bear mud then. Yeah. Yeah, they love that. They love that. I was um, out scouting 
at one of the marshes and I was walking through a cornfield and I was flushing doves out of there. I could have shot three or four just hunting them up like quail. So I don't know. That's only 15 minutes from my house. I might try that if I just get an afternoon and just go walking around the corn out there and see what happens. I mean, they were flushing right under my feet basically. Yeah. Be worth it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, I think we uh probably a good point to go ahead and jump to the partners, and then we'll be on with the podcast. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks off to uh, HGR Innovation, um, and guys, if you have if you haven't checked out the gun stands, um, which I know since we've been talking, we've been pushing a lot on the podcast here recently. Um, you know, big shout out to you guys. Been seeing, seeing the the Duck Gun Ten promo codes coming through. So, um, but definitely check out the the HTR Gun Stand or Marsh Stand, I should say. Um, if you don't hunt with it, you're really missing out. Um, it's perfect for hunting and anywhere where you're walking in and standing in the water, even if it's ankle deep. Um, holds your gun up, your ammo, your blind bag, everything. Keeps it out of the water, water and, uh, you know, it's just perfect for those type of hunting situations. So use code DuckGunKin, DuckGun10 at checkout um, on your next purchase. Guys, you know, we all love hunting, and we're all willing to take the life of the birds that um, we're after. But we want to make sure that these birds are dispatched cleanly and quickly, and one Easy way to do that is the finisher product. It's just this little device you hold. You can put it on your lanyard, and when you get that bird, you just quick and easily um, stick that into the base of their head, and it just puts them out. They don't feel a thing. Just snap. They're gone. I've seen in the past, I've hunted with people that really struggle to dispatch birds. There's actually a method to it if you're doing it by your hand, but the finisher really makes it easy and efficient. So it's something you might want to try out. The um, website is adrenaline adrena a d r e n a l dash l i n e dot com. That's adrenal dash line dot com, and there is a product code of duck gun fifteen lowercase duck gun fifteen to check out those finishers. Awesome. Also, we'd like to give a big, big thanks out to Motion, Motion Ducks Decoys. Guys, <laughs> I need to make a, a service announcement. So I'm getting over a cold. So if you hear me stumbling and struggling around, I got some mucus in my throat and my nose. It's and got COVID. No, I don't have COVID. But COVID. it's not making it easy to talk. So I'm, I'm not apologizing again after this, but I'm just telling you. Service announcement. I'm struggling. So... We'd like to give a big thanks out to our partners, Motion Ducks, um, and their product, the Motion Duck Decoy Spreader. Um, it's just like a jerk rig, except for bigger and better. It's a jerk rig on steroids. Um, you can even use the, the single one that has four ducks or the ultimate spreader that has seven. Um, just throw it out in your spread the same way you would a jerk rig, um, but it fingers those ducks out, um, or telescopes, whatever you want to call it. It's got um, these bars that spread it out, and you have a blob of ducks that move and swim back and forth and put like life in motion through your set. Definitely check it out. Um, and if you don't, if you're not sold just from me talking about it, watch a video of it, and you will be. Um, any seasoned hunter knows that you have to have motion in your decoys, and this is the perfect tool to do it. 
Uh, use code DuckGun2020 for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. All right, guys, you've heard us talk about it. Banded, Avery, and Green Egg Gear. Those companies can all be accessed through Banded.com and Avery Sporting Dog as well. Great products there. In fact, Jordan and I were just talking about it, and, and we are going to make some last-second purchases, I think. And what I'm looking to get, I'm excited about getting, is a dog stand for Georgie, dog vest, some pants for myself. Um, I'd like to get a floating gun case. I mean, I, I've been looking through that site. It's just so much fun to go and just, just go take a look. In fact, they've got a sale I almost pulled the trigger on. Um, $99 for a field layout one. It's like normally almost 200 bucks or 180 or something. Right now it's $99. So they've got great deals going on right now. Head on over to banded.com and check out all the lineup of the banded Avery, Avery Sporting Dog, and Green Headgear. Awesome. Also, we'd like to give a big thanks out to our partners, Gunner Kennel, American Made product. It is double wall roto molded. That is the patent on it. And that is why they're head over they're above every other kennel. Um with that strength and durability they put into um, that kennel. Uh, and if you don't believe me, just from what I'm talking about, go check out the testimonials, the pictures um, and stories they have from people who have used the Gunner Kennel um, and they've had accidents, um, have their truck flip over on top of the kennel and the kennel holds up, the dog is safe with only a scratch on it. And, you know, Elliot and I, we both say, that we love our dogs dearly, and you, when you get a gunner kennel, you're giving your dog the best chance it has to be safe in an accident. So definitely use um, code DuckGun space ten at checkout for ten percent off um, on a gunner kennel. Alrighty, and on to the podcast. So as I said earlier, the um, podcast topic tonight we're going to be talking about um, our hunt stats. And also, one thing I thought I'm really excited about, towards the end of this podcast, I have gone through the Freelance Hunt Stats site, and I've kind of dug up some stats to share with you guys that I think that you're going to find really interesting. Um, four different stats that you're going to want to hear. So make sure and hang on clear till the end for that. Plus, Jordan and I have a very, a really, I'm really excited about it. I know he is too. We've got a, a, an announcement to make that you're going to want to hear as well. Awesome. All right. So kind of kind of started off to kick it all off. Um, we're going to review some of our stats from last year, which is it's always really cool to go back and kind of reminisce and and see kind of, you know, everything you did last year. And, uh, you know, for me, it's always a challenge to do better than I've done in the past. You know, is that is that kind of, you know, your your same thought on that? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just go through kind of where we were at last year. And now my year last year was not quite as good as um, the two years before, but it was still a really, really good year for me, especially considering um, how bad the habitat environment was around here. So it, it's it's really fun to go back and look and see exactly how you did and then kind of set some goals for yourself. And at the same time, reminding yourself, if you're only there and you're crazy concerned about the numbers, it's going to take away from your experience. But if you have, if you, if you enjoy the numbers and you keep track of it and you log it, it's going to enhance the, your experience greatly. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I guess, um, you know, 
let's just kind of go down the the list. So comparative, you know, comparative. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give like a check for let's, each one, like a yeah. Let's let's do our totals. Let's go through the totals first. So go through your totals, and then I'll go through my totals. Okay. Like how many so, hunts, how many harvested, yep. that, that call. So last year was my best season ever. Even though I had a really bad cold stretch um, during the season, uh, as far as the season and the amount I was able to travel and get on hunts. So I'm super happy with last year. I have no idea if it's going to be an anomaly or if, you know, I've cracked the code and this is the new normal or what. Um, <laughs> but last year I... Um, was able to get on 52 hunts. I harvest 129 waterfowl. Um, I lost four. I shot 11 doubles, two triples, and had a total shots fired at birds, not including cripples, of 259 shots. Yeah, boy, you hunted almost, not quite twice as much as I did, but I think. I only hunted 30 times. I shot, I harvested 96. I lost two. I only shot six doubles and I did not shoot a single triple last year, which I don't shoot that many triples. I'm, I'm, it, I'm really too conservative on my third shell to, to shoot very many triples. And I shot 178 shells. So less than a case. Yeah, that's solid. Um, are you are you embarrassed that you only hunted thirty times? No, man. For me and my schedule to get out thirty times, that is me. That's me getting out as much of because I'm not gonna hunt because I'm I have to be a weekend hunter a lot of times because I've got a nine to five. And during the early season, on when I'm traveling, I'll do some Saturday Sundays. But once November and December rolls around, other than I've got Christmas break, I've got Thanksgiving break. I'm a Saturday hunter because, you know, I do value time with my family on the weekends too. So I just can't do Saturday, Sunday. So considering my schedule 30 times is a lot for me. That's okay. as many, well, that's you, as many the way as you I said can. it. You said you, that you didn't hunt that much. You'd only hunted 30. So you're saying compared that to much you. like compared to me. Okay. Compared to you. So I thought you were only saying, like you're saying that you had a, 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 you know, less hunts than normal. No, no. I've had years where I'd, I'd get out 22 to 24 times. Uh, I'd say before I started the channel, 22 to 24 was was um, about average. And then as I started filming um, and the podcast and everything, I just started pushing it a little bit harder. So I, I, I have to work hard to get 30 every year. Mm -hmm. But with going to Nebraska, um, I can probably beat that this year because I'm going to have two right off the bat so i'm gonna beat that nice so i'm curious about your species give why don't you just give your top five species harvested um for ducks and what those numbers mean okay well i'll, I'll throw goose in there too because obviously canada goose um which was my number one harvested species which honestly i was surprised um but maybe it shouldn't be just thinking back back on it, um, but that was uh, number five, and then or number five. <laughs> how many geese did you shoot? Did you say how many geese you shot? Um, I, I shot, it? I shot forty. Forty, which is a ton, man. For me, that's I can't imagine shooting forty. <laughs> yeah, my high watermark's like ten. Wow, yeah, so that's that's crazy. Yeah, we shot a lot of geese, so. 
Um, and then Mallards at 27. Uh, Blue Wings at 11. Green Wings at 9. M- oh, Mallard Hens at 9. And Wood Duck Drakes at 7. And for me, I shot 26 Mallard Drakes, 22 Green Wings, which was a lot more than normal for me on Green Wings. Only 10 Blue Wings, which is way below normal for Blue Wings. 10 Shovelers, 7 Gadwalls. And then I'm going to put this one in here too, because I only shot two hens last year. So I was <laughs> my ratio was 26 Drakes and two hens. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to shooting hens. It's just, if I have the opportunity, I try really hard to focus on the green heads. So that 26 to two is a pretty cool number for me. Yeah, that is honestly six my 27 can... to nine is probably my best. I mean, I could go back and look, but I think that's my best season as far as ratio. Yeah. 27 to nine. Yep. Yep. And one of the stats I'm going to show later is, or talk about later is uh, Mallard Drake to hen ratio. Because on Freelance Hunt Stats, you can see everyone. You can see the whole community's totals. So you can see all, you know, it's all lumped in together. So however many hunts, everyone's logged. And then the drake versus the hen ratio. So we're going to, I'm going to compare the community's drake to hen ratio and then yours and mine as well, which I I think that'll be, that'll be interesting to share. Yeah, for sure. And I did shoot six Canada's, three white fronts, which is, I'd only shot one white front or speckled belly my whole life, and I shot three last year, and then one snow goose. Nice. Yeah, definitely uh, some solid numbers there for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think last year I shot my uh, largest variety too. Yeah, you shot a bunch. Yeah. Nine, Pretty 10, cool 11, season. 12, thir- you're at 13. 14, 15, 16 total different species if you count everything. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's 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 more than I, me by far. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's not. I was I was at about the same. I was about the same. Yeah, so, yeah for, for where you hunt in Indiana, that's awesome for you because your species list normally isn't so diverse. Yeah, but if we take my Indiana species, it's uh, um, <laughs> mallard. Canada goose, hooded merganser, wood duck, and um, a gaddy. So the rest are other places. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many species you shot in Kansas last year. Which you could figure out. All you'd have to do is filter it by Kansas. Uh, uh-huh. fact, I I can check it real quick. I'm curious how many because you shot a bunch of different species just in Kansas. Well, let me filter this by Kansas and see. Yeah where you were at on that if i do it by memory i shot mallard i shot blue wing green wing um didn't shoot any wood ducks shot scalp uh scalp i mean (laughs) redhead (laughs) um shoveler buffalo head and that was it so that's where the majority of your variety came from was good old kansas Uh uh-huh Kansas and then Michigan, then Indiana for variety. Yeah. yeah. I love shooting mixed bags. It's, it's really fun to have lots of different species. Um, when you're done with a hunt. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely some cool sets there. Uh, any other ones you want to kind of hit up while we're doing the overview or? Um, no, I, th I think go ahead and go through. Yeah. What are, what are your other, um, what are your percentage stats? I'm, I'm curious about those. Uh, shooting percentage was 51.3 or 51.4. Um, harvest per hunt was 2.4. 2.48. Um, loss per hunt was 0 0.077. Shots fired was 4.981. How many turkey hunts did you go on this year? Is it off topic? Uh, I went on two. Okay, I think you didn't. I think you didn't filter it by waterfowl because on mine it's showing with a couple less hunts. I think maybe you didn't filter it by waterfowl, so you're. Your per average is two point five something online. Oh, huh. well, I think I just didn't fill the data in right because I just I didn't I didn't put my dates are only from waterfowl season. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I had till the end of March on mine, so you I just didn't click on the waterfowl squarely. when I made the hunt. Yeah, you want to go over yours? Well, my mine timed out, and I can't get my. I can't get my awesome broadband <laughs> queue internet service to refresh the page. And so, well, I can, you, I can read yours then. You read them. So you had, um, overall shooting percentage was 34%. Nope. <laughs> Harvest per hunt was 1.2. Lost was 1.4. Shame. And, uh, shots fired per hunt 23. <laughs> No, come on now. Get the real, <laughs> the real. Before you give the real stats, I'll say um, on freelance sun stats, I've talked to so many guys when they think about using this, um, using this service. Like, oh man, I, I just don't like keeping how many shots I fired. So they don't, they don't even sign up even for the free account just because they don't want to keep shooting precision. All categories with this system are completely optional. So you don't have to. A lot of people, I'd say more than 50% of the people don't keep their um, shots fired because it is a little bit, you've got to be really disciplined to keep track of how many shells, how many times you pull the trigger on each hunt. You've got to be really disciplined to do that. And it's just not for a lot of people. So if that's not your thing, then, you know, just don't, don't count it. Yeah, definitely. Are you ready to give the, are you ready to give the real numbers now? Yeah, I'll give the real numbers now. Okay. So overall shooting 55% um, and harvest per hunt is 3.2. Loss per hunt, 0 0.067. Shots fired, 5.933. And all those numbers are above my lifetime average. So I had an unusually good year. 55% shooting is the only reason I can hit 55 is how conservative I am. That I'm not, I, I, I consider myself an average shot, but an above average selector of the shots. So I just don't like wounding birds. And so you limit that third, you, you limit your third shell on a pass. You know, or I sometimes I'll shoot three shells, but they have to be in range, you know, where a lot of people want, you know, once they start pulling the trigger, they're going to unload three pretty much no matter what. Once you learn to yeah. limit that third shell, you save a lot of money and you cripple a lot less birds. And mm -hmm. your shooting percentage goes way up. 
as well if you keep that stat. Oh yeah, definitely agree on that. But uh, I think the you know the younger and the 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 least experienced you are, the less less experienced you are, the more you want to pull that that third shell. And absolutely, um, I know for me it's uh, <laughs> it's still a struggle. Um, especially if you whiff twice, you really kind of want to make up for it. And it's like you said, a lot of times it's, uh, you know, you're better off just waiting for the next group. Yeah, it does. It takes a lot of time to get to that point. I mean, I wasn't even, even five years ago, I had a, a much looser shot selection than I do now. Frequently in my videos, especially when I'm using the shot cam, I'll get criticism about not pulling the trigger a second time or a third time. It's just like, I know what kind of shots I want to take. And if it's not there, I don't, even if it means I shoot a, a one less bird that hunt, you know, I just know the types of shots I want to shoot. And especially if I'm having a lot of success during a season, I mean, I think all of us are this way. It's like the word, the least the amount of success you have, the more shots you're likely to take the you know, the, your, your shot selection will widen because you just haven't had any opportunities. But if you're having a good year and, and with me, I just, I know what I want, shots I want to take. And if it's not there, I don't, I don't want to take the shot, but it does. Yep. It takes a long time to get to that point. It really does. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump to, um, kind of talking about, uh, how you got the, the site kind of rolling. Well, back in, I'd say I was probably 18. I mean, I grew up, as you guys know, I grew up hunting with my dad, Fumbles, and he was my mentor. And, and so a lot of the hunting was just the two of us. And we did a lot of upland game hunting, some duck hunting, um, um, prairie chicken hunting. And so one year we decided that we were going to have a little competition. And so we, we wrote down all the birds, all the different birds that we could possibly harvest, and we gave them a numerical value. Like, like geese were 10, mallards were five, prairie chickens were five, quail were three. Um, and so it, it, it just scaled down. And during that whole season, I think we might have done this a couple of different years. But there's one particular season that I remember that that is pretty – I'm still annoyed at fumbles about. But um, so we would just keep track during that during that season. And, and it was he – him. You know, uh, it was a competition between the two of us. So the last year we did that, I'll make a long story short, I was beating him by about 60 points going into the last hunt of the season. So I, I thought I had him beat. We were out snow goose hunting, and we were stalking snow geese, and we were crawling in these cattails, and there was thousands right up at the front of the cattails. And um, so Fumbles gets this great idea. He says, hey, why, why don't you crawl around over here and go that way in case they flush that way? I'll crawl over this way, and if they flush wet that way, I'll give it. And I can tell you, this is the only time I remember him and I splitting up on a hunt. Now, he says he didn't do this intentional, but so I snuck over that way, and as I'm sneaking, all of a sudden I hear three shells ring out. I look out there, and there's like 10 dead snow geese on the ground, each worth 10 points, and he ends up beating me by about 40 points on the contest. He claims he didn't do it on purpose, but seemed pretty fishy to me. <laughs> So that's how the whole keeping track started off. Before that, we did not hunt journal at all. And so I went off to college. My hunting decreased, and my dad continued well, well, here's to keep a couple, stats. Here's a couple uh, questions for you real quick before yeah. we move on. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, you know, I've met – obviously, I met you and your dad already. But, like, um, I guess he doesn't strike me as, like, a super competitive guy. It, I mean, is, like, 
Is he a super competitive guy? Well, he played high school uh, or college basketball and baseball. So he is, he is pretty competitive, but I honestly, I don't believe for a second that he did that on purpose. Um, that's just not the way he thinks when we're out there stocking snow geese and stuff. He is so geared into the experience of it. He's not, he wasn't even thinking about it. It makes a funny story because that yeah. is what happened. But I know that he didn't actually do that on purpose. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess numbers too, like with coming up with like the whole kind of the game and all that, um, you know, the scoring system and all that. I mean, you have to be somewhat of a, I mean, because you guys are at the end of the day. I mean, it's a fun way to track it, but you're competing against each other too, which is, um, mm-hmm. for me, like just think about a super cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He and I didn't compete together very often. So I have no memory of who who decided to come up with this game between us or how it was formed. I don't have any recollection of that at all because he and I never really competed in that way except for that time. So I don't know. It was certainly a lot of fun. Um, Yeah. But then as I I went away to college, like I said, my, my hunting decreased and his actually increased. And so he continued to keep track of his, his hunts and his hunting journals and, 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 but he just made a little spreadsheet. And so, um, that was, you know, mid nineties, this was a while ago. And then as I kind of got through college and I started hunting a lot more and I took over the spreadsheet that he had been using and revamped the whole thing. And over about a 10 year period, this spreadsheet, every year I kept refining it and kept refining it and kept refining it to where, you know, there was about four different sheets. It basically, it does most of what freelance hunt stats does now. Um, except if filtering it was much, much more difficult, uh, but it kind of did the same thing. It was a really intuitive um, Excel spreadsheet. And so we did that for about six years where we, we were just keeping every single stat down. I even had a record board of like who shot the most blooming teals in a season, teal in a season. And, and, but it was, it was the competition side of it went away. And every year at the beginning of the season, I would go through the, those previous years and even more than the numbers, what I found myself looking at was the notes. Because I've got one hunt, if I look up, it's like Izzy's first retrieve. And it tells just some little notes about how Izzy did during that time. And and just adding in little details that um, I only would remember through notes. And I remember at one point, because the spreadsheet took a lot of, it took a lot of maintenance um, from year to year and adding new things and whatever. And I remember telling my dad, I was like, man, wouldn't it be so cool if because I actually had a friend who was did a little bit of developing, I was like, wouldn't that be so cool if we just had this turned into a website? And you just log on and boom, you put in your hunt information real quickly, and then it just does all of this different stuff. And then you can go back and and look at it that way versus this Excel spreadsheet. And um, and right around right around that time, I started filming. I started. I created freelance uh, duck hunting on YouTube. And the whole reason I started that was preserving memories as well. And so um, after about two or three years, I don't know, maybe it was the second year of freelance stuff, I was like, you know what? I really want to try to get this spreadsheet developed into something online that's a little bit easier. And now that I've got people watching these videos, maybe other people would enjoy doing this um, as well as I do. So I, I got really fortunate, fell in with a developer that just kind of wanted to do it as a hobby. And so I got a, a super discounted price 
that I was able to afford. And so just been working on it ever since. Um, just, I, I have right now everything basically that the spreadsheet did and, and more, but then I still have all these other ideas of what I would like to add to it. Um, but that was kind of from the beginning point of the game up until now to where we've got, you know, I don't know, six, 7,000 hunts log, not me. Um, all of the users at Freelance Hunt Stats, we've got like 7,000 total hunts or 6,000 total hunts or something. And people are using it consistently. And, and it's, I still go back I, quite often. I'll go back and just play with it. And, and like the other day I was going through and I was like, Hmm, how did I do my first two years? Uh, freelance duck hunting because I know I had a horrible years that year and then let me compare those to the last three years which have been really good and just looking at the differences and and looking at the note section it just adds so much enjoyment on top of the hunting I have people say well you know you know I, I'm it's not all about the numbers and and I keep pounding this absolutely it's not about the numbers it's I, I it's it's fun though the the numbers and the notes add to it it gives you something to do when you're bird bored at work don't tell anyone uh it has <laughs> gives you something to do when you're just sitting there because it works there's not an app but it functions on the phone as well as an app does it was specifically made so that it functions really well on the phone so you know i'm laying on their couch and i can go and play with it and look at it it just if you are as eaten up about waterfowl hunting as jordan and i are it just gives you more something to daydream about and play with that involves waterfowl hunting Yep. It's definitely a, it's cool to kind of hear the story behind it, you know, how it started, the origins of it, um, just kind of that fun game between you and uh, your dad. And then from there, you know, bringing it all the way to fruition and uh, <laughs> having this, this website uh, up where you can share it with other people now and they can do the same thing, you know, as far as uh, putting all their stats on the website, um, and, you know, tracking their own stuff, too. So uh, definitely, definitely really uh, cool to see kind of that whole thing come full circle. Yeah, I, can't, I just am still amazed that I was able to get this thing done and up and offer it to other people. Because, you know, when I was talking about I'd like to get this done, I never really thought it would happen. Because building websites and stuff is expensive. It's It's not, it's not cheap. So I've certainly had to put more of my own personal money into it than what I would have liked to. But um, it's worth it. it. It's absolutely worth it. Once people get on and get using it and understand the system, and and people love it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess let's you know let's talk about some of kind of like the key um, functions and features uh, of the HuntStat site. Okay. So the fir the first thing when you go is you you create an account and you have to verify it through email. And then the next thing you do is start logging your hunt. So after you get done with a hunt, or you can actually do it on the hunt on your phone. I've done that many times. You pick out your hunt type, you put in the date, you name each individual hunt. And um, I normally name my hunts like I do the year. So 19-20 hunt number one, and I might put the location or some little identifier. So that if I'm looking for a hunt that I might remember it, you know, hunt number two, hunt number three, you pick the location. Now when the location comes, you actually get to name your own location. So if I'm hunting a particular marsh, I'll just put in the name of that marsh, I'll create that location, and then select it from a list. Then you pick the state, there's a place for notes. The next tab is weather conditions, and right now we've got 
sunny, cloudy, rainy, snowy, sleety or sleeting or foggy. We've got wind direction um, anywhere from north, northeast, east, southeast, every wind direction. Temperatures, I've got those categorized as below 20, 20 to 32, 33 to 45, 46 to 59, and anything over 60. And then wind speed, um, 0 to 5, clear up to 20 and over. And every every single tab has a note section. So sometimes wind changes during a hunt. So if, if the wind starts at a 0 and ends up at over 20, you can select them both and then talk about that in your notes a little bit. Um, then game game information, it's just which species you um, harvested and how many you lost. So if I if I down four and lose one, I hard then I'm gonna put harvested three and lost one. And then the last tab is shots, uh, shot basically shoot gunning information, which is shots fired, doubles, triples, and gunning notes. And again, if you don't want to keep track of shots fired, then you don't. So I'd say the whole thing takes less than five minutes to enter a hunt. And that's all that's all the entering that you have to do. Um, from that point, now, if there is a free side to this website, if you just want to log your hunts, then you can still fill out your hunt, and when you're done with it, it'll give you a summary summary page that just shows you the summary of your hunt. Um, but it's not going to do anything with the data. Now, if you want to become a full member, which is $2.99 a month, then you have access to the lifetime stats page, which I... I mean, you're not, you just, if you don't have the lifetime stats, the whole thing's about the lifetime stats. So that's when it shows you your per hunt stats. So what your shooting percentage is, how many you harvested per hunt, loss per hunt average, these are averages, shots fired per hunt average, and then your overall totals. Um, and you heard Jordan and I go through those. Then it goes and it shows your hunt locations. So it lists every single hunt location you've created, how many times you've hunted there, how many times you how many birds you've harvested and what your average per hunt is at each location and you can you can sort those from least to greatest or greatest to least and then it shows you your list of game so species mallard drake 242 blue wing teal 180 and so it just keeps your running total there um, the thing that makes now lots of different sites will do kind of similar to what I've told you well I wouldn't say lots there is one or two I've scoured. There's only one or two that will, that will give you kind of a running total of your harvest data. But I have, ne I have yet to find one that has a filter feature um, that I think is the bread and butter of this whole site. So you can now, now that you have some hunts put in, and it takes a while, you know, you need to hunt, get some hunts in before the filters mean anything. Um, but you can... Um, you can sort it by location. So I can go and see, and I do that on my videos sometimes. I can go to just one of my hunt locations, select that hunt location, hit the filter button, and now when I go to my stats and my totals, I'm just looking at how I've done at that one particular place. Um, and then I can sort it by um, weather or species type. If I want to see just hunts where I've killed a mallard, I can sort it that way. There's a many many different ways that you can sort it so for an example let me just give you a, a, an idea I can click on I can filter by date um, so I can do just I can do last year and then I can filter it by only waterfowl hunts because you can keep track of upland game turkey deer dove I even have bear on here um, so but I'm gonna filter it by waterfowl and I'm gonna put leave all of my hunt locations unchecked because I just want to see a total 
and then I go into the weather and I'm going to click um, rainy, snowy, sleeting, and foggy days. So I'm just wanting to see how have I done over every, all of my data on days that have any type of pre precipitation. And then I click the filter button. And I think that, oh, there we go. I've got 21 hunts logged where I've, there's been some type of precipitation and I'm 3.3 birds per hunt on those days. So I do a little bit better um, on hunts where there's a little precipitation than not. Um, I know I could add in there um, just mallards. So I can go back into the filters and I can say, well, what about on hunts where I've shot at least one mallard? So I go to filter by game. I find mallard drake or mallard hen. I filter that. And now I've only been on nine mallard hunts with precipitation, but my average is 4.1 birds per hunt. So I, from those nine, now nine is not as significant, you know, it's not that big of a number. So you're like, well, it was only nine hunts, but I did a lot better. Now I can also go and look at the global numbers. That's everyone who's ever entered a hunt on this site. And so for them, let me make sure this is right. Yep, waterfowl, mallard drake, or mallard hen, raining, snowing, sleeting, or foggy. There's been 329 hunts in those conditions, and people are averaging 4.5 birds per hunt when there's some type of precipitation. So now that's 329. That's getting to be quite a few hunts. So you might say, well, you know, when there is precipitation, mallards seem to fly pretty decent. Um, so that's just one example of, of the type of filters that you can use. You can also look by state um, and see how different states are doing. There is just so many different ways just to play with it, just to play with the numbers and play with the, with the data. Um, and that's where that's where this system differentiates, differentiates itself from any other system I have. I've looked and looked and looked and looked and looked, and I just cannot find anything else offered online that, that does this. In fact, I had a um, PhD student from a college down in Texas somewhere that was writing some, maybe it was a master's student, not a PhD, and he was doing a research paper. And so, you know, he wanted to use my site for data to substantiate different things. And that, that was really, really, really cool. I, I, I truly believe this site is, is one of a kind. And we've got ideas for this thing that's going to even take it take it to the next level. I mean, we got we got big plans and big additions um, in the future for freelance on stats. Heck yeah, um, and kind of kind of to add on to what you said, and like like Elliot says, like on the different categories for me, like I, the most important stuff for me, um, and honestly, it's probably better the way Elliot's saying to fill everything out. But like sometimes I get in a hurry, and what I want to know are the locations I hunted and then how well I did there. Um, Cause that's one place I like um, sometimes, and I think we've talked about this before. Sometimes we almost get this feeling uh, about a place um, and it like becomes your favorite place to hunt. And it's almost uh, <laughs> um, to a fault. And you can go see that by the numbers instead of like having an opinion that this, this is the best place you can actually see. Oh, no, it was this place. And last year, you know, I'm not going to say where it was, but the place that was my best, I wouldn't have guessed. Um, you know, it just, it literally uh, beat every other place I went to 
Um, and, I mean, obviously, if you only went to a place one time and you shot a limit, or you know, you went to a place in Kansas and, and shot six ducks, you really can't consider. It. But if you go someplace like four or five times and you're having a really high bird per hunt, um, then you can be like, oh, you know. And so it, it is really cool to see kind of that stuff in long term, um, figuring out, you know, which places are best. Uh, for yeah, so for as a minimum, I always put in where I hunted, and then what I shot. And the cool thing about that is, if you don't put in, let's say on hunt number one, you don't you don't put in how many shots you fired, but then on hunt number two, you do put in on how many shots you fired. The system is set up to kick out any hunts that you didn't have that data in. So, like Jordan, sometimes Jordan doesn't put weather in. He's just like, oh, I'm only putting this and this and this. That does not affect the system for if you put in those things down the road. So when Jordan goes and sorts for certain weather, it's only going to pull from hunts that he's actually recorded weather on. So it's, it's specifically, we built into it that if you just don't log everything on a particular hunt, it does not skew um, the rest of you, the rest of your numbers. Cause I think a lot of people, a lot of people do that. And I'll say one more thing, you know, once, once you've logged a lot of hunts on this thing, like my favorite hunting hole in the world I've hunted 34 times in the past, what I've got like 11 years on this thing. So I can go now and I can see, um, I average 3.6 ducks a hunt at this place. And I can see what weather variables have I done the best at. I can see, okay, what about on a north wind day and sunny? How did I do at this place? Because sometimes ducks will use different holes based on weather. I know I've heard a lot of old timers um, when talking to them like, well, yeah, when the one, when the wind's blowing from this direction, the birds go over here and the wind's blowing from that direction, they go over there. And so I've got enough hunts built up that I can actually start predicting when in some of my holes, when to hunt it and when not to hunt it. Now you do have to build up some, some data to do that, but it just goes to show you the, the, the predictive nature of long-term of, of this site. Yeah. Definitely cool on that. Um, so, I guess I'm going to go out of order here real quick on our outline, Elliot. So, um, or wait, you just, uh, do we need we need to talk about crews for Oh, that's right, right. Real quick. Um, if you have a friend that has a membership on the site as well, you can connect accounts with that friend. So, like, at the beginning of this, I had Jordan read my stats. And the only reason I could do that is because Jordan and I, and Scott Hill, <laughs> formed a crew and um, so he can see my numbers. Now, he cannot see my hunt locations. No one, including myself, can see your hunt locations. Only you can. But it shares with other people your um, total numbers. And it, so I can see what Jordan and my numbers and Scott's are together. And then I can see each of their individual numbers as well. And through that's through the, the cruise tab, which was an addition we made last year. Can the can the Chinese government see where we hunt? Uh, nope, they cannot. That's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, um, I think I'm gonna go a little out of order here. So um, this is something that I'm really excited about, and I you <laughs> I almost said it exact exactly how you said it earlier, and I know Elliot's excited about it too. Um, but <laughs> um, you know, honestly, it's a long time coming because when Elliot started doing the hunt stat site, you know, I talked to him about getting involved with it. Um, cause it was a really cool idea. And honestly, like, um, I hadn't thought about it nearly as much as him, but I thought that something like this would be cool. Um, and I had no, I like, I didn't have any type of idea or plan form, but like, 
um, when he came out with it, I'm like, that is, you know, it's just a, such a cool thing, you know, um, to have the hunt stat site. And, and I wanted to get involved with it, but there's no, at the time, there wasn't really much I could offer to help him. You know, he, he was figuring out what he wanted to do with it. And, um, and you know, then here we are, fast forward. I mean, how long ago did you create hunt stats? Two or three years ago. I think that you and I initially talked about getting you involved probably two years ago. Just under, probably around the time of the start of the podcast, I would say, was when yeah. we had that conversation. Yeah. But it's yeah, been it going be, for three it years. It had to be after that. So, um, yeah. So, long story short, <laughs> Elliot and I are, are partnering on the Hunt Stats site now. So, um, Elliot asked me if I wanted to partner with him, and... Um, I accepted and I'm super excited to, you know, be working on this, this project. And, you know, we're, we got to, like, like I said, we have a bunch of ambitious plans and goals um, to create it and make it better for you guys and everybody else who's um, on the site. Yeah. Let me stop you for a second before you talk about some of the things that we have in mind. Um, the, the reason I decided to ask Jordan to come on is, is in a lot of ways, and Jordan's skills and my skills are complementary to each other. Um, he has some skills that, that are a little bit uh, better than me in, as far as marketing and creativity and, and things like that. And, and when, when I work with Jordan, I'm always more motivated than when I'm working by myself. And so I knew if I brought Jordan on, he would bring better marketing skills on. He would bring innovative ideas and I would just be more motivated in general, which would make me better as well. So, and the fact we already have the Duck Done podcast together, it was just kind of like, all right, I think that this is really going to help propel these ideas forward. And so that was, that was my reasoning. It's just a great fit. Yeah. I agreed. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and, and talk about, uh, some of the future ideas that we're going to be striving for um, uh, on the, the hunt stat site. Okay. Um, you want to go through some of them or do you want me to, or what do you want to do? Um, sure. I, yeah, sure. So um, start, one thing don't, don't start about, with your favorite, favorite idea. Start, start with the progression of the idea. Cause I know right where you want to go with it to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, what, we're going to be, um, you know, one, one thing we talked about, um, which it kind of goes to, like, how it all started, um, and it's that fun game, you know, that Elliot and his dad would play, keeping track of the, the stats. Is this what you told me not to tell? No, 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 this is fine. Right? No, no, yeah, this <laughs> okay. is perfect. Yeah, fo okay. just follow the notes. Um, just follow that progression. Because okay. I know you want to jump right to category E. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to be bringing back the game. Um, we actually have put together – we've already put together a scoring system um, as far as, you know, Elliot trying to remember, pretty similar to, you know, what it was in the past. And we've um, got the Flyways crew guys involved in what each numerical value each different bird should get. We had some really fun discussions. In fact, we should post this on Fellowship of the Duck Gun so people could weigh in on the scoring yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're just really excited to get that back in. And, and, you know, and even, like, comparing it with each other, you know, or comparing it with last season, it's just, like, a fun way to do it, opposed to, like, just, like, straight numbers. 
um, which, you know, I mean, the score is still a number, but uh, it kind of gives you like an overview of your season. You know, oh, you know, if you got a pintail or, you know, yeah, I mean, that's the dream for all of us, right? Um, then, you know, it, it shows that in your score or if like you got a banded bird. Um, so all these little things kind of add into your score on a hunt. And so you can have a hunt that scores well or like a season that scores well. Um, and so that's just going to be bringing back the gun or the gun, the game. <laughs> yeah. And I think we can get that implemented pretty quickly to where at the end of a hunt on your summary page, it'll tell you what your, what your score is for that hunt. So if you shot, you know, like I think a Mallard Drake is five points. So if you shot, um, Five Mallard Drakes, your score at the end of that day was see, five times five would be 25, right? So it would be 25 points. And so it would give you a score for at the end of each hunt. And then you'd have like a season score as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, kind of even more. So it's, it's you know, just, um, you know, kind of going broader than that. Uh, then we want to implement like leaderboards. So you'll be able to see, um, you know, break it down in categories and everything. Um you know, as far as like you could see it, like where you line up with hunters from Indiana, um, you know, compared to like if, if you compare with someone from like the uh, Pacific Flyway, you know, it might be harder, you know, to go against, let's say, a Washington State hunter um, where their their limit on mallards is seven and there's way less people and there's way more uh, land to hunt. So, I mean, it's, you know, obviously an advantage. So, um but you can break it down comparatively, you know, state, flyway, um, you know, the whole country, whatever you want to do and kind of see leaderboards and on every, you know, specific topic. And maybe like you're some crazy lucky guy and you, you shot 10 pintails in Indiana. You can go look at the leaderboard every day and be like, ah, yeah, I, I'm the king. I'm the king of pintails in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's just some of the, the, the cool stuff. Um, that we got planned for it. And, and it just really comes down to time and money as far as when we can get it implemented, um, you know, and, and working with the developer on that. All right. And then the last thing we got um, is uh, a little bit more uh, further out and the most ambitious thing. But one thing we talked about is having some competitions and live competitions, um, you know, uh, more of just like a game where we can go against other people in the community. So maybe um, let's say I get matched up against the Nebraska Corn Husky, uh, Matt from Hyper Sportsman. And, you know, for that weekend, or maybe it's like a Saturday, um, and we'll have to start off small, you know, kind of like a beta test, um, you know, and hopefully uh, a lot of you guys are getting involved with the beta test as well on these, but it's just something that would be cool to kind of match up to somebody over the weekend and, you know, go head to head and, you know, with your score versus their score and, and how all that works. So, um, you know, w what are your thoughts on it, Elliot? Yeah, I, th I think that would be really, really cool. And then, so under your profile, you would have maybe a one lost or, so you go up against score and you're one and oh, and you could even, it, I mean, just daydreaming here. Let's say you got 50 matches under your belt and you're 45 and 0, it might put you into a higher rank. Kind of like if you play video games where it, you know, bases your score for hunts and equally matches you up. I, I don't know. We're just we're just spitballing ideas of things that we might think would be fun to do. And that's one of them that we just like daydreaming about. And we could do some really cool 
cool stuff. Also, we want to have like ba- yeah. like badges in this thing where if let's say you shoot you shoot um, twenty five your twenty fifth green head of the um, season and you've never shot twenty five green heads for another season, then you would get like a badge. You know, you know most yeah. mallards in a season. We, I don't know. We just have a lot of innovative, cool ideas that would just take it to we think the next level. Yeah. No, yeah, we're definitely, yeah, definitely excited about all this. And like we said, it's just, it comes down to, uh, you know, just um, getting with the developer and, and seeing kind of what, what all we can do. And, you know, if, if money was not a constraint at all, I mean, uh, <laughs> all these things would be done before season. Yeah. Uh, but that's just not the case. So um, it's just kind of, you know, kind of sharing the long-term goal on it. And I, I hope everybody's as excited about it as we are, um, you know, and, and even like with the, the competitions, you know, it's something that you could just match up with your buddy every week or, or, or you know, who, whatever it is or, or your crew and, and, and kind of see how everybody's doing. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely some cool stuff on that end. And we're really excited to, to kind of see where it goes. Yeah. So the last thing is that, um, our plan is we're going to grow this as fast as we can. So right now, every dime that come in, comes in through Freelance Hunt Stats is just going right into these functions. So if, if you think that this is something you would like to help support and use, then just know that that's where that money is going into. It's going right back into trying to make these things happen. And the other thing that Jordan and I are really, really excited about is we have joined up together and created a Patreon account. Now, I actually already have had a Patreon account for the last three years for freelance duck hunting. And a Patreon is a fan funding site where you go and you join up uh, for different tiers. And each individual tier, you receive different benefits. And right now, if you go to Patreon, it's patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting. And if you sign up for the $2.99 a month, which um, I, I should have said this too, there is tons of content over on Patreon that I've created the last three years that can only be found at Patreon. So since Jordan came on board, he is going to be producing extra bonus content on Patreon as well. And this this content you can only get at Patreon. So if you sign up for the $2.99 at Patreon, you automatically get a Freelance Hunt Stats membership. And all money from either Patreon or Freelance Hunt Stats is going right into developing these ideas that Jordan and I have. So we're not putting any of this money in our pocket. It's going, it's going right into developing. So if, if you like the idea and you want to help us progress it, or you just want to keep your stats, you can go to freelancehuntstats.com and, and sign up there, or you can go to patreon.com slash freelance which is honestly the way to do it. Cause you're going to get the membership for freelance hunt stats and you're going to get all of the bonus information, the bonus um, content that, that I've got over there and that Jordan is going to be putting on over there as well. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, uh, you know, really, really going to be cool to, to get that rolling and, um, you know, see every, you guys jumping on the support as well. And, and like Elliot said, it's just, uh, you know, everything that we, we're, we're not getting rich off this. I guess, I guess what we should say, yeah. we're hunters and, and we're making this because, um, you know, we're excited about it. We really are. Um, and, you know, every little thing that we come up for it, as far as like leaderboards or live com- um, competitions or the scoring or whatever it is, it's just, 
me and Elliot sitting around and like, hey, this would be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Um, we should implement this. And, and, and it's just going to be fun stuff for us. And, and you know, um, sharing it with you guys as well. I'm sure that um, you guys will find those things enjoyable as hunters as well. And, and also, you know, kind of throwing this out there as well. Um, if you have suggestions of things you guys want to see, um, we're definitely open to ideas. And I know uh, <laughs> I'm probably uh, opening a can of worms on this because we're going to get so many different ideas from everybody. Um, but, yeah, definitely excited about it. Uh, I, I'm really excited about it, too. If you if you guys like this idea, um, you can do one of two things. You can wait until we get all this thing finished and jump on board, or you can help support us now and get that money into it and get it built as soon as possible because – we're going to make it happen. It's just how quickly we can do it. Yep. So, and, and you guys, if you guys are familiar with uh, the podcast and longtime listeners, you guys know we, we talk about, we, we kind of give brief over overviews of where we're at during the season on the hunt stats. And, and we'll be sure to update you. I mean, like I said, we're going to be excited about these updates as they come. So as they happen, we'll, we'll definitely keep you guys in the loop on it. And, you know, if you don't care about it, you know, um, no worries, and if you're excited about it as well, then we're glad to <coughs> we're glad to have you on board. So, a solid point to to kind of wrap wrap the podcast up. Um, you got any kind of last thoughts, Elliot? No, I just uh, appreciate you know the platform to talk about this thing that we've been I've been a part of since high school and and how it was developed, and I I love talking about this kind of stuff. So I just appreciate everyone listening to it and being a part of this community. Awesome. I am excited likewise. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap her up for the week. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in for another episode of the duck gun podcast. Um, we definitely hope you guys are excited to kind of see where this goes with us on the freelance hunt stats. Um, but guys, it is T minus I'm counting right now. T minus one, two, three weeks. So three weeks till September 1st, we're dove until and, and all that pops in. And um, as one of my buddies said, fall, when when life <laughs> starts or when whenever when all the fun stuff happens, we'll just say it like that. So hunting season will be back. But uh, that's all we got for this week, guys. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and we'll see you guys on the next one.